Hello and welcome to the Teachers Inspire podcast. I'm Louise O'Neill and I curate Teachers Inspire, which is organised and run by Dublin City University. We want to hear about the teacher who has made a difference in your life or in your child's life. So remember, you can nominate them now for an award at teachersinspire.ie. On the podcast, I talk to some of the amazing teachers and the people who nominated them. I also chat to other people who share their fascinating stories about teaching and teachers with me. So now I'm going to talk to two people who, together with a dedicated group of their colleagues, have put so much time, energy and passion into creating what has become a groundbreaking postgraduate course in the DCU Institute of Education, which is supported through funding from the Department of Education. Drs. Kay Mansell and Leanne Call, with their DCU colleagues, are currently delivering the Graduate Diploma in SPHE or SE to over 30 secondary school teachers from across the country. And they are the first group to study on the programme, and it is the only specialist teacher development programme of its kind at post-primary level in Ireland. It's underpinned by a rights-based and inclusive approach to SPHE or SE. The programme not only builds teachers' expertise, enabling them to meet the needs of young people, but it supports the development of leaders in SPHE or SE now and into the future. And they join me now in studio. Welcome to Teachers Inspire. Thanks so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Louise. So do you want to tell me about like the genesis for this graduate diploma and what you think it's contributing to post-primary education? Um, thanks so much, Louise, uh, for that lovely introduction. Um, the genesis for the programme has, if you like, a very long history. You know, when uh, SPHE and in fact earlier RSE um, were becoming part of the curriculum over 20 years ago, mm. there was a, a parallel call for new, a curriculum in the field, but also always um, teacher professional development. So it was, uh, you know, the the message going out now is that you cannot have curriculum development without teacher professional development aligned with it. Mm-hmm. And in the intervening 20, 25 years, we've um, we have in nationally here in Ireland, a growing research evidence base around the need for teachers to have um, particular qualifications, specialist qualifications in this field Mm -hmm. to enhance their uh, competence, their comfortability um, and their confidence overall. And not only do we have that evidence from um, teachers, but we also have young people calling for um, their teachers to have, you know, a a comfort in the teaching of this. And often the call, therefore, is for additional teacher education or teacher uh, professional development in the field. And we're not alone in Ireland in that that call is an international call um, for increased um, provision in relation to social, personal and health education and particularly relationships and sexuality education um, at all levels of teacher education. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, when I was in Leaving Cert, which was uh, 2003, we'd never had sex education um, in school. We had this kind of like I'm trying to, it was almost like a troop of travelling players is the only way I can describe <laughs> them that came in and sort of did these little performances about like the importance of staying chaste until marriage that was definitely, you know, one of those things about like, you know, the more sex you have, the sort of the, the less, uh, you know, like you're kind of devaluing yourself before marriage. Um, 
I mean, again, it was 2003 and leaving cert. So that ship had sailed for most of the people in that room. (laughs) But like, I'd love to know, like, I mean, how have things shifted since then? Um, And presumably your work is really the backbone of that. Yeah, I think what you're describing is probably the horrible histories of uh, (laughs) of curriculum area. And it's it's so funny, like doing this work with young people and with with teachers, everyone has one of those stories. Mm. Um, So that's why it's this program. um, I'm so proud to be a part of it, working with Kay and and the group, the team that we have in DCU. Um, It's just it's you know it's a shift from that um ad hoc um often it's not teachers it's it's outsiders coming yeah. into schools delivering things so this is really the program really is addressing that gap of building teacher expertise recognizing that teachers are the right people to be doing this mm. work in collaboration with young people that they know the young people that they're working mm-hmm. with um, like you talk about sexuality education and like the curriculum in Ireland obviously being we have social personal health education and relationships and sexuality education so that RSC now sits within SPHE um, it has a framework it's scaffolded learning mm-hmm. um, it's it's a build it's not like they're just getting that once off lesson now Yes, it's comprehensive um, and with that being opportunities for whole school approaches um, whereby all school leadership and staff are supporting the work that takes place in the classroom Mm. so that young people don't see it as this horrible history that happens Uh, for that 10-15 minutes in a classroom space that a lot of us come from that feeling uh, not so great about ourselves not so great about um, Mm. things like sexuality if you're Mm -hmm. you're looking at sexuality education specific Um, so it's we're just at it's just such a great moment, I think, in Ireland now that we have the programme, but also like the re- reimagined curriculum, which um, if you look at the consultation process for the curriculum design, young people were at the heart and centre of that yeah. too. So the voices like yourself in 2003, uh, we now have young people who are actually leading us Amazing. In, in what we're doing, yeah. which is so great. Thank you, Leanne. So. I suppose, Kay, I'll put this to you. I mean, at the beginning, um, in the intro, I said that this programme will be underpinned by a rights-based and inclusive approach to sexuality education. Why do you think that's so important? Well, we know from a a rich um, research or evidence base that um, quality or comprehensive sexuality education um, is based on I suppose, provision for uh, young people uh, in terms of meeting their needs. So young people have a right to comprehensive Mm -hmm. uh, and inclusive um, and high quality Mm -hmm. uh, relationships and sexuality education embedded within the broader social, personal and health education that we offer here in Ireland. And I was part of uh, an Irish Research Council research um, project I led it out um, called Teach RSE. And in that research, we, uh, you know, what we found was that there is an appetite amongst um, student teachers who were part of the research as well as uh, teacher educators and so on to actually meet the rights of young people to mm. meet the needs uh, and respond to the needs of, of young people um, in this way. So an evidence based principle, uh, rights based principle, young people having the right to uh, a quality education in this area 
And then in terms of inclusivity, Leanne, we yeah, are really are. Absolutely, Keg, like because the two are very much interlinked. So you're like young people have the right to this, but also it's all young people have the right for it to meet the, their diverse needs as mm-hmm. well. And that's where the kind of principle of inclusivity is really important as an underpinning principle, not something that's an an add on. Um, it's it's kind of underpinning everything. So we approach everything, be it um, healthy eating, be it um, oh. body uh, body image, wow. be it looking at consent. We're yeah. approaching it from a diversity of people's lives and everyday's experiences. It's not the fact we teach it this way and then we'll add on inclusivity into the mix. It's yeah. that that's a really important starting point. And young people over and over in the research, uh, like about myself, the research that I've done working with young people around reimagining and transforming sexuality education, they tell us over and over that it must meet their diverse needs yes. and contemporary needs around this. And when you say diverse, are we talking gender, sexuality, race, like Everything. ability, we ability. Work, yeah. yeah, yeah, we work like look at the diversity of everyday life, mm. like oracy. So take oracy for an example. Oracy is everywhere. It's not just in the school, in the in the classroom. We learn about gender, we learn about sexuality, we learn about race and class in our everyday lives. So Amazing. we're not coming in as empty vessels into this. We're coming in as lived human beings. Of course. Um, and it's kind of that's part of affirming young people's identities in the process rather than them feeling. So, for example, if you take um, uh, queer young people and the research around queer young people, I, I always kind of talk about there's a, a research paper from Australia. I think it's probably nearly 20 years old now, but uh, queer young people talking about sexuality as useful as a chocolate kettle. So okay. it's not meeting their needs. Yeah. You can't imagine tea. You can't really make it in a chocolate kettle. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's this idea that it's it's recognising that from the starting point, not we get to the end of the semester mm. and then we'll talk about uh, queer identities and the spaces that queer identities e- exist. So everything that we were going to do is going to actually meet the, the diverse needs of the young people yeah. that we work with. Oh my God, that's great. Um, and now I think we might um, invite you in, um, Anne-Marie. So we're going to hear from one of the teachers on the course. So joining us now is Anne-Marie Brown, who teaches SPHE RSE in Galway. So hi, Anne-Marie. Hi, Louise. It's lovely to join you. Thank you so much. Hi, Leanne. So I suppose my first question has to be why you wanted to participate in this course. Yeah, I'm teaching SPHE RSE in Galway and like so many SPHE teachers around the country, I was delighted with the introduction and the rollout of the new junior cert curriculum Mm. this year for all the reasons that Kay and Leanne have outlined there. It's evidence-based, it's meeting the needs of our students, it's age-appropriate and it's strengths-based. And in order to kind of increase my competencies, skills and leadership capacities in SPHERSE, I wanted to apply for the programme. And to bring those skills back into the classroom and back into the department and back into our school and also back into the community at a community level. Because as we're um, bringing these topics up in classrooms, they're being discussed in families and filtering back to the wider community, which is really positive. And listening to your introduction, Louise, I suppose I want to increase the opportunity for young people to have a positive experience of SPHE, RSE and and not to be recalling those, uh, Mm. as Leanne called them very appropriately, horrible histories. 
So um, I was delighted when I, I must say I was really, really pleased when I was offered a place in the course. And really, I'm really pleased to be part of what is a wonderful group of students. There's just over 30 of us on the course and it's a really great bunch. So I suppose, what do you think um, as a result of this graduate diploma that you're going to be able to bring back to the classroom that will really benefit your students? Well, I suppose, again, it's what Leanne and Kay have described there. I think if we trust the evidence, if we trust the best practice, if we trust ourselves, the students and the and our communities, um, that it'll yield great benefits. And the methodologies that we're learning on the course are very imaginative and very creative. And they get, afford great opportunities for small group work and peer-to-peer learning, which is very powerful and promote self-efficacy. So I think all of those things will um, yield great benefits for the students in our classrooms. And Anne-Marie, what do you think, like, of all the things that you've learned in the course, is there anything that kind of stood out to you as particularly interesting? Or I think what's um, standing out to me is that everything we're learning is really useful and really applicable. And if I can just make a few points about that. So first of all, um, and it was mentioned already, that every topic that we're encountering is um, coming from an approach that is evidence-based. Mm. And that gives us great confidence as a group going back into our classrooms and our schools that we're providing really good information to our students. And then um, the learning methodologies that we're learning, um, again, as I said, involve a lot of peer-to-peer learning, a lot of creativity. And that's allowing the students to engage with themselves, to engage with each other, and really forming um, great connections between them, which is really positive. Also from each other, we're having an opportunity. We've, as I said, we have a class of 32 and they are really, really generous in terms of uh, sharing methodologies, resources and supporting each other and talking about what is working within the classroom, what's not working within the classroom. And of course, I can't forget Leanne and Kay and all the other leaders on the course who are national and international experts and, you know, they're, again, so generous in sharing with us best practices, methodologies and listening to us. So, so you know, I can't single any one thing out, but we it's very useful and very applicable. That's I mean, for for, you know, Kay and Leanne, I mean, it must be so encouraging to sort of hear that kind of feedback. Yeah, I, I think as well, like give credit to Amory and to the student group as well. These are uh, highly experienced you know teachers in Mm. their own right and actually I feel I don't I can't speak for UK but it's a collaborative process in terms of the learning with Anne-Marie and the group Mm. Uh, we're learning so much about the contextual detail uh, things that are going on on the ground in the school they're bringing that back in there's a sharing of that recognising that they're not just teachers they're leaders like we're talking about like your horrible we were talking about the horrible histories (laughs) earlier but we're working with a group of teachers who are looking beyond what's broken and Mm. they're building a new vision and a new future for SPHE and, and RSC. And that precedes like curriculum development. That precedes a lot of what we're doing in this. So what we're we're lucky enough to be able to work with that um, yeah. rather than it, it's not a top down approach. We're very much working in collaboration with with the, the students as part of the programme. Yeah. Um, and Kay, where do you think Ireland is in like, you know, in comparison to other countries across the world? Are we sort of top of the list, bottom of the list, in the middle somewhere? Uh, A really good question, uh, Louise. I think um, of old, 
we would have thought of ourselves as, you know, the the backwaters in terms of particularly relationships and (laughs) sexuality education. But um, more and more as we engage, uh, you know, uh, amongst the the um, the group of colleagues who are working on the programme, as we engage with uh, uh, international uh, providers of similar type education elsewhere abroad, um, we're finding that actually we are uh, we are, I suppose, being held up as an oh, wow. example, as That's a great. template. Like only this week I've, I've received uh, a request around, um, you know, provision of the template for our programme for from the United States, from a colleague, somebody that works in this field in the US, mm. because they're recognising that this is groundbreaking. Wow. We're working. That's so exciting to it's be, so exciting like, to be working in that. <laughs> That's the, those are the words that I think, um, you when we were Leanne and I were preparing for this was like excited and hopeful yeah. um, we're building and, and together with Anne-Marie and with the the, the future um, students on on this programme yeah. as we as we grow um, uh, and uh, with the programme that we are building community communities of practice in this area yeah. and I think we've a lot to be proud of that's great and I, uh, yeah. and I suppose as a final question to both of you and I'll start with you Leanne like you know and let's end it on a positive note mm-hmm. like what are your hopes for the SPHE RSE post-primary education in Ireland going forward I I'm excited already. Yeah. It's not a futures thing. It, working with the students, I just I just think there's so many positive things going on in school at the moment. And I think what it, it's about is affirming that and recognising the positives. Too often we talk about mm. um, the problem of what's happening around SPHE and RSE. I think we're at, we're at a time now where we're recognising case studies of rich, meaningful work that's um, co-designed with young people in schools, that's supported by school leadership, mm. um, um, that's whole school approaches. That's cross curricular where you have people doing this work in their English and history classes because wow. they recognise the importance and the applicability across the curriculum. Like SBHE RSE really is that that fulcrum for everything that teachers and young people are. How would you apply doing. it in English? Sorry, just to well <laughs> think about the, for example, the literature text that you have. Like you think about the idea of relationship sexuality education. There's relationships within the that's English text. Yeah, <laughs> often not called. I did out. study English yeah. in university. I should have known that. <laughs> no. But like but the, the diversity of the topics that can arise and mm. it's an emergent thing and, and they can make links to, for example, I don't know, talking about consent in their SPHE classroom yes. and then looking at the characters that they may, may not, recognising what consent isn't happening in an English yes. text. They're the kind of um, things that you can kind of bring in and at a kind of uh, cross-curricular level. Or if you're looking at, say, um, uh, menstruation and so on, you could look in, you could in a business class look at the economics associated wow. with menstruation and menstrual products. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's those yeah. kind of things that we're starting to recognise the cross-curricular links between yeah. these things. And how about UK? And uh, again, it's it's. Uh, I think we, we have a very hopeful future. I think we have been through a process of review and consultation in respect of the um, the curriculum, but it's bigger than the curriculum. Mm. You know, there's there's a shift, uh, you know, a shifting, uh, I suppose, cultural, social, cultural dynamic within within Ireland. And I think we are certainly ready and uh, have been working, have been building um, the, uh, I suppose, the building blocks to to uh, ensure that our future generations have 
the quality, comprehensive sexuality education and broader social person health education that they that is their right. Well, I have to say, I feel very hopeful <laughs> after listening to both of you and to you too, Anne-Marie. So thank you so much mm-hmm. to the three of you for joining me today. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thank you, Louise. Now, remember, you can find out more about Teachers Inspire. You can nominate a teacher for the award and you can find links to other episodes of the podcast at teachersinspire.ie or you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.